Welcome to Something Like Therapy. For today's episode, we will be covering two separate topics. We will be discussing victim mentality and unforgiveness. We'll be sharing some signs and symptoms that you might be experiencing if you are struggling with either one of those. Our hope is that as we share our story, it can help you on your healing journey. Hope you enjoy. been a long break i feel like it's been 17 months (laughs) since we've sat down to record something life has been uh life has been pretty crazy i will say uh there's some things we're not at liberty to share yet but we're pretty excited to share some exciting news with you guys and a lot of things that have been going on uh that kind of kept us away from here but you know it's been a good little break i would say yeah definitely a mixture of some like just said excitement but then also some low stuff so we've literally gone through the ringer of emotions um over these last like maybe one two weeks so yeah for sure for sure um just want to apologize if you guys hear our dog we you know i swear there was like a million things going against us right now starting this episode and i'm like i don't know like What's the universe trying to tell us? But sometimes no, yeah, we're, we're, we're just going to we're going to fight through all the obstacles and we're going to do it. <laughs> exactly. It's got to push through because I was, you know, we were saying like it, it feels like it's been a while to us. It's been a while since we recorded. And then like we're sitting, you know, down to finally do another episode. And then like Jess said, just one thing after another comes up and it's like, oh my God. But yeah. Everything can yeah. wait. <laughs> so uh, we don't have a would you rather question because we didn't post uh, post one, mm. but we will be doing one today, right? right? Yes. Right? Yeah. So um, so look out for that. Uh, so yeah. So you want to get started? Yeah, for sure. What do we got? All right. So today we're going to do things a little different. Um, instead of going through every single point one by one, we're kind of going to list it because we want to take what would be a two episode. We want to put it into one. So two part one episode. Um, so it's going to be a little different, but I'm excited. I, I really enjoy talking about, you know, topics like, like the one we're going to discuss today. So yeah. Yeah. And they, they go together for sure. I think we yeah. thought about it like, doing them separate but then it's just like well you you know not that you can't have one without the other but they kind of just coincide with each other so we definitely wanted to combine them up all right so we're going to be talking about victim mentality and the second part's going to be about forgiveness yes um so number one should we just get started now with listing all right so we're going to list 11 signs that you might be struggling with victim mentality. Now, I want to say this. We're not talking about victims <clears throat> of like abuse, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, n- none of those victims. That's not what we're we're talking about. If you do find yourself struggling in in, you know, with in areas like this um and you're having a hard time getting past it, we do you know, ask that you guys seek some professional help, but I just wanted to make that clear. That's not the type of victims we're talking about today, okay? Yeah, like not actual victims. Like those are right. people, unfortunate people that are victims of some sort of abuse. Um, these, this is more, you know, I, and I kind of feel like you guys know where we go or 
what the term, you know, victim mentality is. It's those that kind of just like to play that role um, and, you know, for different reasons, one or another or whatever. But those are the ones that we're going to be discussing yes. today. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Um, so 11 signs of the victim mentality. Number one, they're constantly blaming other people or situations for feeling miserable. Number two, they possess a life. They possess a life is against me philosophy. Number three, they think others are purposely trying to hurt them. Number four, they're clinically, um, I'm sorry, they're cynical or pessimistic. Number five, they feel powerless to change their circumstances. Number six, they enjoy sharing their tragic stories with other people. Number seven, they have a habit of blaming, attacking, and accusing those they love for how they feel. Number eight, they're constantly putting themselves down. Number nine, they believe they're the only one being targeted for mistreatment. Number 10, they refuse to analyze their beliefs or improve their life. And number 11, even when things go right, they find something to complain about. <laughs> um, when Jess kind of read me those earlier, <clears throat> I think the first thing I said was, it is something I'm glad we're doing this topic because I feel like many of you out there, I don't know, maybe around, maybe we're off the, you know, number one or maybe a few of them into that list, you begin <laughs> to either two things. Notice that maybe some of those things are hitting home and you're like, oh my gosh. Or you begin to picture faces <laughs> of people you may know, <laughs> family, friends, coworkers, um, where you're just like, oh my gosh, that describes them like to a T. Either way, um, you know, one or the other, it's a topic to discuss because a lot yeah. of people I feel walk around and maybe they're just, you know, not even in denial, but just oblivious to the fact like this is how people view you. This is how you kind of are. Maybe you don't think you're coming off like that, but unfortunately you are. And, you know, hopefully this will kind of spark something to maybe do some your own research and look into it and just kind of step back and analyze, you know, your life or analyze your behavior. Um, and, you know, for those that maybe, like I said, picked, you know, faces popped up to people you know, maybe this will help you to kind of address it with that person or to help them or, you know, just better explain how that person is so that you can, you know, deal with them. But um, yeah, it definitely, it's, it, it does one or the other for most people. Yeah, for sure. Um, not going to lie. I saw a couple of faces as I was reading the list, but I saw my face the most. Mm -hmm. um, I know that, you know, going through my my journey of healing and deconstruction and deconversion, I know that I fell under this victim mentality more than once. Um, and I remember, you know, thinking, man, like, I'm kind of comfortable in this victim, you know, mentality place. Like, it felt comforting. It felt good to kind of sit back in the driver's seat of victimhood and just drive around and just point at people and like hey you know why well, yeah they did this and they did that and um you know i remember even like wanting people to to tag along that ride with me too you know <laughs> luckily a lot of people were like no thank you i will not take that ride so yeah but um but i know that even now you know as we're going through this journey and as we're we're going through with this podcast um and sharing more 
I have to be very careful and to be completely transparent with you guys, we had already done this episode a few weeks back and we just completely scratched it because I was like, no, we literally sound like freaking victims. Like (laughs) I literally was just naming people that had, you know, um, offended me or hurt me and try to justify it (laughs) by using that as an example. But I was very much, you know, playing the victim. So yeah, yeah, you know, and I had to, I had to be honest with myself and say like, no, that's not, that's not what we're trying to do here. You know, we want to share with you guys um, from our point of view, because truth is that, you know, a lot of people that have a victim mentality or just if you're alive in general, it's in our nature to only see things from our point of view mm-hmm. and because there's no other way to really see it yeah. unless you're willing to go into somebody else's space and perspective and and you know hear them out so and i think a lot of people just really um again either knowingly or unknowingly uh have this mentality or fall into it because yeah. it is a place of comfort because if you are always blaming either other people or circumstances or other things um for how your life is um you know one yeah there may be circumstances that really you got you know dealt a shitty hand and Mm -hmm. that you know i I completely understand that and it may be an uphill battle but like you still fight that uphill battle you move and even if you move an inch every day you're fighting upward um a lot of the times we just kind of want to like oh fuck it i'm just gonna be here and i'm just gonna blame it on this stuff and not really strive for better not really strive for growth in my life and it's a it's a uh, a place of comfort for a lot of people but um i think just like jess said how he started recording this episode um a couple weeks back or whatever we kind of had to do what we hope you know bringing this up in our podcast or or whatever what it does for people where it's just like you have to take a step you have to say hold on stop mm-hmm. wow this is what i'm doing i no don't don't do this like let me start over let me let me um you know change course here and i we kind of hope that th- that's what it does with all of these episodes that we bring up with different um you know things that people go through or behaviors and, and whatnot that it really just kind of again sparks something in in people's heads where it's like hold on maybe am i being like this is this mm-hmm. really affecting me like do i suffer from you know these sort of things or these you know traits or whatever but um, yeah, I think that's why so many people can relate to this kind of topic. Is just because again, it's it's a comfort zone for a lot. Yeah, um, offense can become like a really warm blanket without you even knowing. You know, like mm-hmm. you can just walk around just constantly be offended. And um, I had a amazing meeting with um, my mentor yesterday, and um, you know, a couple of other girls that are also mentoring for tarot, and we talked about that. You know, just um, being willing to, to hear other people, you know, to, to listen to other people, um, and to offer that space because we can become so isolated. What we think our boundaries become walls, right? <clears throat> Cause you know, I know now like this whole thing of like, you know, boundaries are such a big thing, which they are, mm-hmm. they're very important. But you have to remember, is it a boundary or is it a wall? It's a fine, you know? <laughs> I was say, it's a very fine line. People can, you know, yeah. think that, like you said, they're, they're setting up healthy boundaries in their life. And it's like, no, you've literally set up a wall to isolate yourself exactly. from your own emotions, from except, uh, you know, holding yourself accountable uh, and, and just people in general. You know? Yeah. And, more, and you're more likely to build up walls when you have a victim mentality 
than a healthy boundary when yeah. you're when you really are trying to create some healthy space between you and you know whatever toxic people that you don't like whatever you know whatever your reason is for setting a boundary um you but if you don't have that self-awareness you know we could have simply um sent out that that last episode we recorded and you know i mean for us it would have been a learning experience either way yeah because i know that i probably would have gone back to listen to it it and (laughs) i would have been so fucking cringy like oh shit why did we say that you know but it's already out there whatever but it would have still been a learning experience but i'm glad that we kind of stopped and just reflect you know reflected on what we were saying and that's not what we want our podcast to be about you know i mean yes it is a place where we share it but it's not we, we don't it was more of a vent session yeah we and we want to have times like that and trust me with look at if you want to believe us or not we didn't plan it to that like okay well let's say we did one and then we realize and it's like oh that's why our podcast is so necessary no but we realize like cool our our podcast did mm-hmm. make us realize like oh shoot like we're literally being what we're you know the topic we're discussing to yeah. kind of bring it to light to people of of how to work on it or how to identify it and, and then work on it um but yeah it's just uh, the thing is is that I, I mean i really feel like with it again going back to like how it's a comfort zone for a lot is it's like anything like growth or improvement or you know um just getting better um it, it's hard and, and that's the whole thing with like you know one of the big things about you know fighting against being having a victim mentality is holding yourself accountable you know you have to be accountable for some of the things that are in your life as to maybe not being where you want to be in life um, but that's hard, you know, no one, it's easier to like, just kind of shift the blame to someone else as opposed to like sitting, reflecting with it and saying, oh shit, this is on me. I did this or I didn't do this or I think like this. And it's a hard task. It's sort of like, you know, everyone wants to have a friggin' beach body, but it's like, it's hard to go to the gym. It's hard to die. Like I'd rather just not do that. Um, so yeah, like it, it totally just made us realize when we were, um, recording that last episode, like it was, it was literally, it, it happened so quick. We just banged it out fast because it was just like, you know, someone pulled our string of like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> let me just talk shit about these people. And, blah, you know, everyone's like this. And, and, you know, it's like, no, like you, you're over here being the victim. You're, you know, you're over here saying it's everyone else around you, but, uh, you're not really looking inward. So glad we're really redoing this. Yeah. And it's such a perfect, like, like, example of how we were so caught up in it like mm-hmm. before we knew it what was like an hour and a half it was one of our longest episodes yeah, we sh- like we just re- like it, vomited all this stuff did. out of <laughs> you know but it's a perfect example of being so caught up in your own shit that you don't even realize what you're saying you mm-hmm. don't even realize you know what it is that with your words not just hurting your not not re-wounding your not just re-wounding yourself i'm sorry um but also like you're hurting other people with words because Who's to know that some of these people could hear this episode and it's something that we should have directly expressed to them instead of, you know, vomiting yeah. on here about them. So and, and the it was exam- a perfect example yeah. of that. And the example for that one, because you made me think about it when you said caught up in your own shit. And I know you're not going to like it because you're like, that's gross. But I'm um, going to say like, you know, when you're in a restroom and you pooped. You you know, and you're Why? there so long, it just you don't oh, really realize it smells. And then when someone comes in, they're like, Oh my god, no. what the hell died no, no, in here? No, 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 no. You don't realize it smells, okay? That's what I'm saying. You Some don't realize people have the decency. No, I'm saying you, directly you. I'm pointing at you. No, what <laughs> me? <laughs> Who? Me? No. I'm saying
saying it's that like when you're in there, like when you're around poop. Okay, let's maybe let's not you <laughs> Can pooping. We change that? How about like if you stepped in poop, dog poop? Okay. And like okay, you've been smelling it so long that you forget that the smells there, and, and you just go along with it. You don't think it <laughs> smells anymore, but then someone comes along and it's like, dude, it smells like dog shit. It's like, oh, that's that's me. Yes. So yeah. The fact anyways. that we had to go with that. Oh man. Okay, look. A solid I just... three minutes of poop time. All right. All right, so I just want to pick one of the points here um, <laughs> that I I could like I can relate to that I can resonate with. Um, all right, and that is the number ten. They refuse to analyze their beliefs or improve their life. Um, so I heard something the other day that was like really cool, and I was like, man, that's so true. Uh, we need to really ask ourselves if our our beliefs serve us, you know, because uh, <laughs> this particular person shared how she used to. You know, always tell herself in the morning, you know, if I don't have a cup of coffee, like I'm pretty much just crap for the rest of the day, you know? And so she would always have whatever, a cup or two of coffee because she believed that that's what made her wake up. You know, that's what, that's what, um, kept her going throughout the day. But what she wasn't understanding is that that was actually causing her to crash in the middle of the day. So it was only leading her to now having more caffeine, right? So I thought about that and I was like, that's so true we talked about this you know with just our beliefs like the things that we find that are truth and ultimate truth you know do we ever ask ourselves like is that really serving you is that helping you is that helping you grow is that you know helping your relationships grow like we can make anything that we want our truth because we hear that so much now right like this is my truth so when it comes to like offense and victim mentality we can make anything true, you know? And I think about the the picture of like the nine and the six, or, you know, it's a number nine or a number six, but mm -hmm. no matter, like, depending on where you stand, that's yes. what you see. One's up to down or something. Yeah, so I think about that and it's like, you know, neither of those people are wrong. It's just their, their perspective where yeah. they're standing, right? Or those so, paintings that like, if you look at it one way, it's one thing, and then yeah. you can also see, it's like, which one do you see in this, like? Exactly, yeah. so that's, we really do have to ask ourselves so if you're in a situation for example for you know for me um with with you know the whole church hurt um i i know how i felt you know but how did i ever ask some of the pastors or you know for the most part we did you know for the most part we asked people hey you know this is this is how we're feeling or, or we communicated it to them and then they came at us with like well that's just part of the church that's the system whatever but <clears throat> was there some people that i probably could have communic communicated clearly or directly um to clear some of the misunderstandings or or ways that i felt um probably but i never gave them a chance to share their truth mm. you know so that's something that i really had to work and i still continue to work with within myself um where i need to not take what it is that I believe so um, <clears throat> so seriously, I guess you can say, like, um, because there is other people with completely different beliefs or completely different values, you know, and yes, mine are important to me, but it doesn't mean that other people's uh, beliefs and values aren't also important, yeah. to, you know, to them. Um, so I hope that made sense because, again, like I said, it's, Sometimes we hang on to something, you know, so strongly, but there's actually a little bit of like a twist in the truth there, Yeah. you know, because we want it to fit our story. We want it to fit, 
our story of victimhood. Yeah. So, yeah. And, like, the first time you told me that story about the, the lady, the girl with the coffee, I, I'm same thing. I told you I just don't accept it because that <laughs> is a truth. Coffee is amazing and it helps everyone and there's no downside to it. But um, what I do want to say, uh, kind of in regards to what you mentioned, is that is a, that is a fact that... Everything, a lot of things that we go through and deal with and see and come across in life, everything's on perspective because, um, or almost every everything is because I don't see the world how you see the world. We mm-hmm. could literally be staring at the same thing and you look at it one way and ba- and you have thoughts in your head based on who you are, your past, your other experiences, and I have mine. So we look at it in a different way. That's not that's not wrong. However, if you're someone. You have to, if you can accept that as true, you have to be someone that also accepts the fact that that is true and that that is a thing, that it is, it can be different, mm-hmm. that you can't just say like, well, this is how I look at it and I know my truth and, and that's what it is. You don't have a, you can't look at it a different way. That's being closed-minded and closed-mindedness is the death to everything because when you're closed-minded, you think you're right and everyone else is wrong. And that's why there's so many issues. That's why, I mean, just like one of the main big things we talk about, like religion, you can't, you have to accept that there's different religions. It can't be just one, you know, like, and there's many religions that are many fanatics um, are just like, no, that that is true. Like you're, you're right or I'm right and you're wrong. So you have to believe or you have to understand and believe both that two people look at things differently. However, they have the right to look at it differently and you have the right to look at it differently. And it's sometimes you guys are not going to see eye to eye on it. So. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. And I think you just said it like they have the right to think how they want to think and we have the right to think however we want to think. But one of the things that I, I, I feel like sometimes people don't understand or aren't prepared for is the type of isolation you create when you are so close minded mm-hmm. um, to other people's, you know, beliefs and, or truths, you know, and you have to be ready for that. Yeah. You know, if you're really going to hang on to this as the ultimate truth, then yeah, be ready to <laughs> not have people around. Like, people are not going to tolerate that, and they have every right to not tolerate exactly. it, you know, so... And it's every situation you go through, if it involves other people, there's gonna, there's never going to be one truth to that, what happened. Like, someone says, well, what happened at the party that night, or what happened, you know, d- during that time? If you talk to different people, that's five different people, that's five different perspectives, five different, like what I was saying, people who look at something, and because of their own experiences mm-hmm. and who they are, see it differently, um, and I always think of the couples retreat with Vince Vaughn. I know, I know my truth. truth. I know my truth. <laughs> and the therapist is like, "Did you say I? You know your truth? <laughs> like because it is a funny thing to say because like yes, you know your truth, but you have to understand that isn't the truth, right? That isn't like exactly. But people don't see it that way. They're just like, you know, there could be like, okay, this this is what happened, and you have your story of like how you felt. Um, and, and someone else is going to have the other one. It's like the Ricky Gervais things we discussed or talked about the other day mm-hmm. where he was talking about people that like tell him like that, that joke's offensive. And he was like, no, the joke is just the joke. If mm-hmm. you found it offensive, it's because you were offended. Was he offended? No, because he has a different way of thinking. So the joke itself isn't offensive. You find it offensive. And so many people, this again, you look at all of Twitter and social media where they just want to like comment. I want my voice to be heard, but 
It's like, okay, allow your voice to be heard, but don't, you can't say this is concrete truth because I'm saying it and I believe it. It's like, no, it's different. Yeah, I think that's why we see so much entitlement and, you know, just around social media now and just in the freaking world world in in general, general, especially like Western culture, like so much entitlement because, you know, like we have so many platforms to speak our truth and and you know if anybody comes in and gives a completely different opinion on it oh god like you are whatever it is they feel like you are that day you know like so many people are called sexist racist you know homophobic like all because they just don't agree with your lifestyle i mean they have every right to you know and um that's what that's something that i i remember when i first and i'm i still i'm still getting messages and i'm still you know i still have to work through this but um when i first started doing readings on on social media uh i was getting hit up a lot and i was getting really mad and i was like why are these people freaking like harassing me um but what i had to come to like terms with was that you're in a freaking public platform what do you think is gonna happen so it's like i'm putting myself out there to you know i'm exposing myself for people to speak their opinion it's either i suck it up and just hear it out or i just i stop doing it you know so i had to kind of be real with myself and not develop this as like entitled you know personality of just like you don't have a right to tell me you know what they they can tell you whatever they want you know um and i i have the right to either respond or not respond you know or delete block whatever it is um yeah and i feel like we're going you know kind of on and on about like this whole acceptance of others beliefs and um just understanding that there's different ways of viewing uh you know things in life uh and it's like i feel like we're going on and on about it because it really relates to like a victim mentality because usually people that suffer from that they don't see it like that it's just their way of thinking it's mm-hmm. it's my way or, or nothing at all and like like on one of the things you listen it's like everything they want to blame um everything and anyone i think the one where it said about like blaming uh accusing or attacking like loved ones uh, family and friends like around them for how they feel and it goes back again to like what i said when someone's offended by a joke i feel offended i feel hurt I feel singled out, therefore it's offensive, what you said. Like, no, the, the thing is, is that, okay, maybe whatever was said was bad and vulgar or whatever, but it, understand, like, your feeling, your emotion is no one else's. You are the only one responsible for that. Mm-hmm. And you know, everyone wants to, like, oh, you hurt my feelings. I, Your feelings weren't involved in my thinking of, like, thinking of what I'm going to say and then saying it. So you, you can't just always blame and accuse everyone around you for how shitty or maybe even how happy or whatever, however you feel. Your emotions and how you're feeling should be disconnected from those around you to, to an extent, to a point. Um, you know, and, and I think, I don't know if we've mentioned it, I know I've talked about it with Jess, how I kind of suffer from that where I'm really like a sponge to like everyone around me. And this comes to like, if I feel good about myself or I feel happy, is like, if, is the, are the people around me in a good mood? Then, then I'm going to be in a good mood. And if someone is around me is like hostile or just upset or whatever, I like, you know, put it to, to me or whatever. So it, we all suffer from it. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's just a matter of really looking at it like you can't, you know, the, the, one of the, at least in my head, one of the big things about um, victim mentality people is exactly that. They want to 
like, oh, well, they don't call me enough or they don't do this or they don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like they don't, they don't, they don't. It's like, what are you doing to change that situation? Yeah. So, Yeah, it comes down to emotional maturity, you know, just having enough uh, maturity, <laughs> really, yeah. of just expressing your needs to the right people. And in the right way. <laughs> and in the right way. Because um, one of the other things I wanted to say also was that uh, people wear their their whatever offenses, wounds, whatever, or their experiences as like a badge of honor, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh yeah, I, I left this relationship or I, I cut off this friendship, you know, like they just want to wear it as if it's like, I don't know, a badge of honor. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. way they put it, you know? And, um, okay, like to say like, I endured that or I went yeah. through this and, you know, again, and I think we mentioned it before, maybe, I don't know, one of the episodes, all of our conversations get mixed up <laughs> in my head, where it's like, again, just uh, holding um, accountability in like, whatever the relationship that ended or whatever the situation, like, you had a part in it. Mm-hmm. You did something. Like, I think we were, I think we did mention it where it was like, they treated me like this and this and this for years. And it's like, yeah, that was fucked up. They shouldn't have done that for years. You shouldn't have been accepted it for years. Like, you didn't have to stay there doing that for years. But they want to just like, well, yeah, it's, still my, it's not my fault. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about how shitty they were to me. Like, that's what victims want to do. And they want to tell you that every fucking time they see you. Like, remember that? Yeah, you've told me eight times. Every time I've seen you, you tell me about this. And this is why blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, and... and from personal experience, being around people that, one, want to talk about the same thing over and over, but also just want to explain as to why their life is so shitty and what they've had to go through. And, you know, the sun never comes up on me and it never shines on me. It It's, you know, annoying is the only <laughs> word that comes to my head. But it's something that's where you realize, like, my gosh, like, it becomes a toxic thing where it's like their their talk and their way of thinking begins to just soak into you and bring you down so yeah it's almost impossible to not be affected by it and and that's what i like i was said in the beginning um you know i wanted people to go on that ride with me i wanted Mm -hmm. people to carry my offense i wanted people to be sympathize with you to feel what i was feeling Mm -hmm. and you know one of the things like and this will be the last thing we touch on this because i really want to jump on to the next part but one of the things that i had to that I finally come to realize was that I was looking for other people to make right what other people had done wrong to me. Mm -hmm. And I had to come to a place of peace within myself where maybe I'm never going to get an apology. Maybe um, I'm never going to get a why or an explanation of why certain things were done. I had to come to peace with that. And I had to make peace within myself and, and even forgive myself in certain parts and roles that I played, you know, because I think about like a movie, there has to be at least two characters, you know, in order for the story to, to take place and, and to go about, there has to be at least two characters, not just one, unless a person has fucking multiple personalities, you know, well, Castaway, <laughs> he was by himself. I mean, <laughs> he did have Wilson. He had Wilson. I mean, there are other he people had in Wilson. the movie too. But I'm saying like, there has to be at least two people that are going to play yeah. two important parts in it, right? So it can't just be one person. It can't just be one person throughout the whole story. Mm-hmm. You know, you also took part in this. You have to take responsibility responsibility in, in the role that you played. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I had to do. Yeah. I had to really make peace within myself and say like, hey, Jess, like, yes, maybe you were hurt and offended, but 
why did you stick around for so long? You know, or, or why did you allow it? Why did yeah. you entertain this? Um, and it good. I mean, it kind of segues into what the next second part mm-hmm. we wanted to go into, where, like you said, uh, it's more a matter of self. You know, like maybe it's not ever going to be rectified. Maybe it's never right. going to be set right. Even if you said, like, you, I'm never going to get that apology. Let's say the person did that offended you, did come and apologize. Does that apologize make everything better? Does, does somebody, like, do you get to win? Does, like, you know, like, you won the grand prize. Like, you got the <laughs> apology. You won that You won that battle. No, you just still, you're still living with it. Like, it still happened. And now it's just a matter of in, internally, do you move on? Which that leads to internal, like, forgiveness. Forgiveness yeah. of a person, of a situation, of circumstances of whatever may have happened and it's a lot a lot a lot easier said than done because i think there's not a soul on earth that hasn't had something happen to them where they had to just forgive because nothing was ever going to come from it like no no, holding Mm -hmm. the grudge uh for as long as possible was nothing was ever going to come besides more anguish inside of you um, which, you know, like I said, it's a good segue as to how we, we wanted to talk yeah. about it. So I want to jump into the next part. Um, forgiveness. Is that shit even real? <laughs> like, like forgiveness, does it really exist? Um, mm-hmm. The reason I say that is because I feel like forgiveness is going to, it's going to come in different ways and in different forms with everyone. Um, I know that coming from a religious background, a Christian background, forgiveness was a big thing and, and almost used like as a threat. If you don't, if you don't forgive, God's not going to forgive you. Hmm. You know, if you don't, if you don't forgive people's wrongdoings, then, you know, like how, how, how are you ever going to be able to, you know, look at God or like enter the gates of heaven? Like, because forgiveness is such a, it's such a, it could be such a tool for manipulation. All right. Sure. Um, and the more I looked at it as I was going through healing and as I was like kind of, you know, uh, just working through a lot of the crap that I had been taught, I realized that like forgiveness is so uh, like so over, I don't know, overrated. That's not the word. <laughs> uh <laughs> Because it is used important. a lot or thrown around. It's a thrown lot. around a lot. Yes, there you go. It's it's misused. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, there's a process. There's a process, you which is different for every single person. Which is different for every <laughs> it's like single grieving, person. You know. Yes, it's going to be unique to you, and you know, what, maybe I don't know what you can forgive quickly might take me weeks, months to forgive. You mm. know, like you not picking up your socks. God. It can take me forever to forgive you. That's an example, like an overall general <laughs> example, right? Not, not personal. No, babe, of okay. course not. Um, but you know, I, I'm. It's just it's it's an example of like how something can be so small, but yet so big to somebody else. You mm-hmm. know, um, so when people tell, when I hear people say like, "Well, you just need to forgive them," like you don't understand the extent of the wound that they might have. Mm-hmm. You know how deep it goes, how far it goes. People need to walk through their journey. Sometimes you need to go through the victim mentality. Sometimes you need to go through being offended for God knows how long. Mm -hmm. And eventually get to the point where you get tired of it. Yeah. And hit that that wall. And then again, like we talked about it in the last part, was the isolation. Because 
it is it does the healing process is very isolating you become very lonely and and you have nothing else left but to look at yourself and ask what do i need to do how do i get past this mm-hmm. offense um so was, one, one more thing okay. i just want to okay. say and there is times where you might dig and dig and dig and you might not ever feel like you can forgive you know someone that has experienced abuse in a relationship in the past not not us you know mm-hmm. i'm talking about my first marriage um i i don't know we've been divorced for what like 12 years now no longer i don't know how long we've been married but yeah. um we've been divorced for a pretty long time and i've i found out just a couple of years ago that i still was i was still going through a lot and i hadn't forgiven him you know mm. And can I say that I'm 100% like have forgiven him and everything? Probably not, you yeah. know, but I'm also understanding that I need to be patient with myself, you know, because there's those things that I'm working through. So um, without trying to sound like a victim, I had to come to peace with certain things and also understand that I'm still working through other yeah. things. So maybe I haven't necessarily hit 100% forgiveness in this area. But I'm also having grace within myself to like process what I need to process, feel what I need to feel, be a hundred percent honest with myself. And that's where I think like forgiveness can be used as such a like a weapon, you yeah. know, against people like because you said manipulation. Yeah, manipulation mm-hmm. and it's like forced. So then, you know, because I had uh, I was talking to a friend yesterday and we, we we have a lot in common with this particular individual. Uh, and she said something like, well, even if I would get an, an apology, I don't know if I would 100% believe it. I'm like, I, I am right there with you, girl, like yeah. 100%. So again, you know, you have to, forgiveness is more about you than it is about other people, but it's a process yeah. and it's lengthy. Um, and it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of patience. And sometimes, I don't know, I've come to terms within myself that I might not ever forgive certain things, Yeah. but that's just because I haven't been able to process them yet, you know? So I don't know. That's and, my personal experience with forgiveness. Yeah. And then to like, you know, not want to come up, come across as like all knowing or like just so self-righteous about it, you know, like, oh, well, no one understands, like you've, no one, you're so, um, you've never heard someone tell you like, well, forgiveness is is more about you and it's to help you. Like, you may have heard all of it. You may have heard everything we've already said about, you know, victim mentality and forgiveness. Um, But like just said, like, it's different for everyone. So like, I really don't want to come across like I'm telling people, well, you need to forgive so that you can feel better and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because like how I really look at it is like, uh, you know, when when you have like, when you're holding a grudge, and it's like every day you wake up and you have to like put on this backpack of like a bunch of rocks. You just got to carry that shit all day. <laughs> so like when you forgive or you just let something go, you wake up and you look at the backpack and you're just like, fuck you. I'm not putting you on and I'm going to continue my day. And yes, everyone, I'm sure everyone wants that. But like Jess said, it's it's on everyone's own time because, you know, and that, and that makes me think of how you said like it can be used as a manipulation. Like we're, again just from our church background or a Christian background, you know, they always wanted like, you have to forgive. You have to have grace. You have to forgive because if you don't, you don't get the ticket to go into heaven. God's you, how's God going to forgive you? And it's like, we, you know, we would hear some people talk about forgiving people for certain things where it was like, 
are you fucking serious? Right. Like, you forgave someone for that? I mean, some extreme shit where it's like, yeah, that's, you know, that's like a therapist, uh, uh, Goldmine, because that's like a <laughs> that's a lifetime of therapy that's going to be needed to get through all that, um, and you're just kind of expected like, well, you got to have grace and you just got to forgive, and it's like, okay, one, how do you like? I don't know if I'm going to need five years, ten years, twenty five years, or maybe my whole life, or maybe fucking never, where I will ever let this issue go or forgive this person or whatever. And again, like, I'm not actively promoting to hold grudges but what i am actively actively promoting is to take as much time as you need and not feel like you're forced or rushed to have to forgive but not sitting and dwelling in that stew of well they wronged me and this is why you know like again this is why the victim mentality and the forgiveness episode go together is like you have to find that balance you have to find that in between to where you're not just forgiving when you're not ready but then you're also just not sitting in your own shit uh from what that situation or what that person you know did um you kind of have to really just find that balance but um yeah like i I just think sometimes you know we're we're, we kind of feel forced to um you know, just forgive or to find grace for certain situations when it's like, it's it's like I mentioned earlier, it's like grieving where you have to do it on your own time and in your own way. Um, and you find that, you know, sometimes you thought like you may be over something and, it, and it's really not because you haven't really let it completely go. You haven't really for, been able to forgive that person or that situation. Yeah, I think uh, church is really, really good at trying to get you to do like a, expedited healing mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like let's let's get you here and then let's get you here and then let's like and now you're you you're here. a perfect person here you go here you yeah go. you know uh, and even though they they try to say that that's not what they're trying to do um i i i had seen it done over and over mm-hmm. you know um so uh but i want to say a couple of things that you said uh, with the the messiness of the healing part, like where you kind of sit in your own junk mm-hmm. <laughs> and your own mess or whatever. Um, I I don't want to say that I disagree with you because it isn't healthy, um, but I will say that that's sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes it takes for you to sit in your own mess, and sometimes it takes for other people to smell you and be repulsed by you. Um, because, like the pooping situation yeah, we like talked the about poop. earlier. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes it takes that because that's the only way that you're going to see that what you're holding on to you is literally poisoning you. Mm. It's poisoning you. It's poisoning those around you. Um, and it, it it's the only way sometimes, you know. Um, so, but also another thing, I feel like for me now, more than more than forgiveness, I like to tell people to just make peace with the situation you know um yeah because sometimes peace or the ability to move on in peace doesn't include forgiveness yeah. it's just a matter of like well that happened and that's it I yeah just and and forward. i mean because because if not we we um we create this like this this facade or like this whole other like persona that is just so like cool and chill with everyone and and no matter what you do to me, I'm cool. I'm fine with it, you know. But in reality, deep down inside, they're 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 just so angry, you know. And I, I'm gonna read the list right now. But um, you know, when we make peace with something, I think 
you have an understanding like yes this happened to me yes i feel this way and yes i'm i'm still very angry and i am not forgiving this person but i make peace with the situation knowing that one you can't change it yeah. you know because that's one of the things i think that causes unforgiveness is that we keep looking back and you're you're just still living in the past you know so yeah. you're not even like being able you're not able to be present here and now because you're just so focused on what happened well. you know so um oh my gosh i lost my train of thought uh so, oh, yeah, so just making peace with the situation and being able to be here now, even though you might have some unforgiveness. I think some people won't understand that. They can't, they probably, like, that doesn't make sense. Um, the way that I see it is that I might have certain unresolved issues or unforgiveness, um, but I'm very much at peace with where my life is yeah. right now because I know that I can't change it. So I hope that made sense yeah, because, no, like, does. I... Like I said, maybe some people won't understand that because they can't wrap their head around it because they feel like forgiveness is so necessary to, to heal. Yeah. I think it goes like yeah. both both ways. Like finding, that's good. Like fi like make peace with it as opposed to either asking for forgiveness or forgiving someone. Um, and it makes me think of like, I don't know if it's like a movie or maybe it was a sitcom or whatever, but it's like, you know how like the whole... 12 step program for alcoholics. Yeah. Like one of the steps is going and asking for forgiveness for everyone that you've wronged to. Um, and it's like, I think again, even a movie or whatever, like they're making fun of the fact, like what's well, like, I'm asking you forgiveness. And it's like, Oh, okay. It's like, well, you do you forgive me. Well, I, I don't know. I know. I, I don't really like, I can't right now. And they're like, well, it's a part of my steps. Like you have to forgive me or I can't move on. So you have to make a decision. Um, and I kind of feel it's like that. Like, obviously, I would hope that the people doing that don't look at it like that, but it, it goes both ways. So the person that they're asking, again, it's your decision of if you're going to, if you want to forgive this person, and I think you started it out right, like, does that shit even really exist? Because when you say like, yeah, I forgive you, it doesn't just magically make it go away. Right. Like you still, you'll always feel it. It happens. You can't, unless you're going to go fucking Jim Carrey, you know, eternal sunshine and just like erase this person from my mind. Like, um, you're going to have memories and thoughts of whatever happened. Um, and then for the person that's asking for, for the forgiveness, they're just searching for peace by knowing that like, I can't fix what I did. I fucked up right. royally on you and, I, and I'm sorry. I ask that you forgive me. Then that's it. Your peace is now moving forward because you humbled yourself and, and acknowledged what you did and who you were and you asked for forgiveness. Them giving it to you is their decision and it's and it shouldn't really affect you one way or another. Yes, it would be nice if they can like, no, I genuinely forgive you and I hope we can move forward. Yes, then that's a great situation. But you have to also realize more than likely what you did, they're just going to be like, yeah, thank you. You know, thank mm -hmm. you for asking for forgiveness, but you know, you kind of fucking stole my car and like, you know, <laughs> did yeah. this or stole all my money. Like whatever the case, I, I don't know if I'll ever forgive you. I don't hate you, but that's the best I can give mm -hmm. you. And then you, both parties have to be accepting to like, okay, that's how it's going to play out. But like you said, it's making peace so yeah. that you can move on in life so that you're not just sitting and dwelling in your old life and on your own shit. You can move forward in some sort of way. So, yeah, it's, it's for both ways. Because yeah, I think, like, uh, someone being forced into forgiveness, it's just so much room for shame. Because once you say, I forgive you, then that um, automatically wipes out. Um, this is the false belief, okay? Once I say, I forgive you, that wipes out everything that you've ever done wrong towards me. 
and also that means that I I'm allowing you now back into my life and you know and I actually um, don't feel any way or ill way about it anymore yeah like that's the false belief mm-hmm. but in reality is even though yes I might say I forgive you I still and I think you said that like I still 100% still feel ugly when I think about that yeah. you know and it, it's it, like, and, how do you not <laughs> and some people get shamed for that like for example you know uh if you were ever in a relationship that you were cheated on you know and the person that you you took back or whatever or they took you back whatever the situation is um i've heard this a lot of times where people were like oh, i don't trust you well you took me back like well, what do you mean i don't trust you like i already told you everything you know like i already i, I was 100 percent honest with you like you know why did you take me back like because you know i love you but it doesn't mean that i forgot what you did you know and even though i mean it's not a healthy situation you probably shouldn't take them back you know just saying um but whatever you know i mean i know every situation is unique but just because that person took you back yeah doesn't mean that it does away with all your wrongdoings you know we've kind of talked about like situations like that where again that person you know take forgiveness out of it they didn't make peace with that other person yes. or the situation prior to taking that person back. Exactly. And that's where they fucked up because if you don't and you're just like kind of let's just skip that fact and then, you know, like try to continue to have a relationship with the person that maybe whatever, like you said, cheated on them, um, it's going to still be there. And the fucked up part about it, because we, we talk, we've said that before when we talked about those kind of situations where it's like if you're going to take someone back, then you need to take them back and not make their life a living hell over things. Yeah. You're going to still feel it and you have to figure out a way again to make peace so that you can move forward but you can't keep throwing it in the person's face or making their life shit and then just like, well, that's because that's what you did to me because then what are you? You're a fucking victim mentality. You're yeah. saying like, you did this to me therefore we're going to be miserable and I'm going to like be upset about, you know, upset at you forever because yeah. even if you ask for forgiveness I'm still going to be upset. It's like no, you can't live like that. A victim will use that as an opportunity for that person that, you know, hurt them or offended them or wounded them uh, as an opportunity to make sure they pay for the rest of their life. Yeah. And you'll have the people <laughs> that, that, you know. Yeah, that are genuinely like and that's very just... sorry about what they did and like they realize like no, I I was a I wasn't a good person and I'm going to try and make this up. But it isn't their responsibility for the rest of their life to try and make it up to that person. Mm-hmm. But it always seems like just like, you know, we always say like uh, a person one way will seek out people like, you know, I think we were talking about like uh, people please when we did the people mm-hmm. pleaser. Givers people that, and takers. Exactly. The fucking takers will find these givers and, it, and, it, and it's sad, but you'll have these people that feel like for the rest of my life, I owe this to you or I have to make it up to you. And it's like. No, like you, you're, you're, that's not right. It's not healthy and it's not good. So just get yourself yeah. out of that situation. And that just, it doesn't have to be just, this doesn't just apply like towards an intimate relationship. This could be, it friendship could be in a workplace, or, yeah. like friendship. It could be anything mm-hmm. where people will kind of use that, uh, get out of jail free card, you know, like you hurt me, you offended me, yeah. you did this, you know. Um, in order for them to stay in that in that mentality in that role, uh, and really cause this person to feel forever guilty. And you even know? If, if it had nothing to do with that person, they may look at it like, "Oh, this happened to me, and this happened to me." And, and you're, if you say you're my friend, then you have to like, you know, cater to me because yeah. I live such a hard life, and because shit always happens to me, you have to be here for me. And it's like, 
Wow, that's when it's really fucked because that person did nothing at all to like to the to you or you know blah blah blah. But yet they're the ones that are you know yeah you've been deemed like the make it better person. Yeah. Um. <laughs> really quick, like to use this as an example, we were talking about uh, two people that we knew. Uh, where one of them would communicate how they would feel and then the, the other person would just immediately break down crying. And that was like their defense of not taking responsibility or ownership of any part that they had in, in this relationship, you know? And that's just a perfect example of someone using that victim role of their life has been so hard or, you know, or it's just too much for them to handle um, against someone else that that does want to come to a place of of healing and and a healthier relationship you know so it's very unfortunate and i see that happen a lot you know and i i i would say i've even done that myself you know so and they disguise it with like i'm just i'm being vulnerable and i'm showing my emotions like it's one thing to show your emotions it's another thing to use emotion as a manipulation tool so yes 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 so i know we kind of jumped around with both topics but um, I'm just going to list these and then I think we'll kind of close it yeah. off. Um, so these are just things that maybe you can identify within yourself to see if you're struggling with a little bit of unforgiveness. And again, unf- I mean, I'm sorry, the, the, the journey of forgiveness is like it's ongoing. You know, it's like it, it's it's never ending. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we practice every single day, not just with others, but within ourselves. Um, and it might take us a lifetime, you know. Well, it's to, like, yeah, it's like how we say both like mental health and physical health like it isn't like you don't reach this point and like oh now i'm forever physically and mentally and emotionally strong and fit and that's it i just stop now like no every day you just you keep going to stay fit and to like you know get better i I thought about the poltergeist movie that lady in the end where she was like this house is complete yeah that doesn't yeah no what's her name (laughs) regina doesn't come in and just like this house is cleansed yeah all right, so here we go. Number one, you're ex- you're experiencing a burst of anger. God, that was I, I yeah. Uh, I <laughs> well, we we still have to do our anger episode because I've I'm oh, just gonna yeah. be the special guest. On I that know. One with my All anger. right, so okay, oh, sorry. But yes, sorry. <laughs> you're experiencing a burst of anger. You're petty and impulsive. If I had a, if I had like a pen, <laughs> checking all these fuckers out. <laughs> you're, uh, you're desperate to make them, uh, to make them understand how you feel. You're compulsive. You're unable to reframe. You're unable to reframe your experiences. You're not taking responsibility for your feelings. You're sick, in the head. <laughs> it just says you are sick. It just says that you are sick. Well, like you're sick. Physically, probably, you know, yeah. Oh. So you're sick. You're keeping a list of offenses. Uh, you hate yourself. You replay the scene over and over and over. You gossip about them. You're righteous and entitled. You exercise poor judgment. And you refuse to confide in others. I just want to say something about the last part where you refuse to confide in others. Um, it's interesting because sometimes... When uh, when you're going when you're so deep in this like role of of unforgiveness and victimhood, uh, you kind of run out of people that want to hear you or listen to you. So you just stop sharing. You stop sharing because people aren't agreeing with you anymore. So unless they can find that one person that's going to just 
like the yes people that are just going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't believe that happened to you. Hmm. Um, unless you find those people, you kind of just keep it to yourself. And that's why I say that sometimes. And I love that this is the last point um, on here because I think it's one of the last things you start to experience before your healing process begins where you are completely isolated with just all your your crap and you have no other choice but to to eventually come out of it and seek healing seek help um and make peace with your situation yeah. you know so um this article uh gives a quote by uh martin martin luther king and i and i uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And I think it's like, it's so beautiful and it's so true. Uh, forgiveness is not an occasional act, is a constant attitude. Um, and it's so true. Like, it's so true. I think that even though I said what I said about forgiveness, like, is it, is it true? Does it even exist? Um, I think that we have to come to a point in our lives where we maybe we don't necessarily forgive but understand that healing i think of the word forgiveness in a way the healthy forgiveness as like surrender you know just kind of surrendering to the situation and again like surrender could be peace also just making peace falling into a place where it's like these things happen there's not much i can do about it and now all I can do is grow from it. And in spite of what happened to me, I'm going to, you know, achieve my goals and my dreams. Like, so I'm not saying again, because I'm so anti like anyone doing anything, you know, by force. I believe in like an organic process. So whatever it is that you need to do, if you are in a place right now where you are in the, the funky part of your healing, where you are you know, the, the victim, I guess you can say, um, just know that you're doing the best that you can do right now, you know, and don't feel guilty for what you're doing, but, but just be open to learning and hearing, hearing other people's side also, yeah. you know, because I think that's the only way that we're going to be able to make peace with any situation is just by listening. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to allow these people back into your life. <laughs> that doesn't mean that you put yourself in a place and in, in a in a position where you're going to be constantly, you know, hurt again. Um, but it means that you're just willing to hear out. And if there's anything that needs to be, you know, any anything that 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 needs to kind of be cleared up, um, I think it could help you with your healing process and bring some form of closure. Yeah. Not a hundred percent closure maybe, but some form of closure because I think sometimes that's another thing. People hang on to closure. I just need closure. Like, okay, but what is that really going to do? You know? Um, yeah. yeah. And, and like what you said, uh, you know, back to Martin Luther King's uh, statement on it or his quote, where it's like, yeah, like it's a, what did you say? It was like a lifetime attitude, right? Yeah. Um, and again, I really want to point out, and I'm glad you really said that, uh, the statement of where it's like, it's not forgiveness, it's finding peace. Mm -hmm. um, I really am just always going to look at the word forgiveness as finding peace because that's that's ultimately what you're doing. Um, and it doesn't, sometimes doesn't involve literally forgiving someone, even though it's the 
the term is forgiveness. You don't literally need to forgive someone or like you said, allow them back in your life or to continue a relationship with them. It's just a matter of, you know, understanding and accepting what happened and then actively and consciously choosing to move forward. So it's like, you know, whatever. Again, you may always look at that person and there's just no love loss between you. However, you've chosen to just like, you know what, nothing's going to come from me mm-hmm. having this person, being involved with this person or forgiving them or whatever, uh, or trying to forget what happened. Nothing is going to come from that until I accept to just move forward and like, okay, this, this is it. So, um, and it, <laughs> it's kind of dumb. And, it, and it, there's a lot to it. There's a lot into forgiveness um, and it's very complex and, and it takes a lot. It takes a lot of self-discipline to like have that. Uh, kind of mentality or that that willpower to move forward when something has really hurt you and affected you in life to try and make peace and grow from it or to move forward and grow um but yeah it makes me think that's that the stupid movie the oh man with ryan reynolds the remember when he's taking care of the dumb girl and her stupid song like forgiveness oh it's yeah. more than saying sorry like <laughs> It's such a stupid song and he hates her, but he's, when you think about it, it's like a really good song. Like, it has a lot of meaning because it is just more than saying sorry. It's a lot more than fucking just saying sorry. You have a whole sea and ocean of like things and thoughts and emotions going in your head and your heart when you're looking to make peace about a certain person or situation. So, but, um, yeah. I think, and this is going to sound a little contradicting, but I think the most important forgiveness or forgiving role no that's not that's not it the one person that's the most important that you need to forgive is really yourself like no if, that's if a whole that's other one, episode dude. that is that is one person <laughs> that i really do feel like i need to tell you that you need to forgive and you and it's a must in your life is yourself yeah. um i think a lot of us suffer from i think that was one of the things I thought I saw it on one of the lists, like where you, they always talk down to themselves. Yeah. That I think it was about victim mentality, where she raised my hand really high. Like I do it all the time. It just always reminds me, like even if I think I've done it so much in my life that where, uh, like the thing that she does bring up, I'll be like, oh my god, like calm down. I was just I got mad at myself because I missed the turn. Like yeah, but you don't why? Like you missed a it's turn. You way. just turn make a U turn to go back. Like it's it's fine. But like to me, it was it's so normal to be like, God damn it, Derek! Like, are you? Oh my God! I admit, I knew it was coming up. Why didn't I turn? Like, I can't. Oh, and I literally feel my freaking blood boiling. And it's like, why are you talking? Like, again, we need to do that anger episode. Okay? But that's all I'm saying. But yeah, like talking down to yourself is a really big thing. It, it could be for something so little, like, oh, you forgot to do this or whatever. You made a mistake to something really big, like, yeah, you really should have done that. But you, you can't just dwell on it and, and just like, you know, just really talk down to yourself. So I know yeah. that that's a big a big part of it or that was one of them on that list. So Yeah. Maybe that'll be the next one that we do. But um yeah, just to work on forgiving yourself. And honestly, one thing that I realized is that when I did finally come to peace uh, and forgiveness and you know, with certain things that I did in my life, I it kind of became a little easier to to, to give grace to others. Because then I realized, like, they're just like me, you know? They're just human. They make mistakes, you yeah. know? I mean, there is 
different, you know, severities of mistakes, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I, I, either way, it just helped me through my healing process, you know, with other people. So for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we are going to go ahead and close out. Um, as always, thank you guys for sticking around and listening to this episode. We really, truly hope, like with every one of our episodes, that you gained at least one thing or that we introduced one new uh, like idea to you. Or like I said, maybe you knew all this, this crap, um, but it just kind of reiterates and really makes you kind of like pause even just for today. Like, hey, what, what have I done today? Like, how have I been acting lately? And, you know, <laughs> just kind of, um, you know, address it and, and again, finding a way to grow from it and to move forward. So... Yeah. But we'll go ahead and like just said, we're gonna have a would you rather question. We'll try to get that today. So people have a yeah. whole you guys have a whole week uh, <laughs> to to vote on it. But um either way, thank you guys. We hope you have a beautiful day and we'll see you next time. Bye.